That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that could kill you, like owl attacks, bullet wounds, and deadly falls, and the things that just make you wish you were dead like calling your boss dad or throwing up at school forgetting your id at the airport oh that sounds like a freaking nightmare let's just play this song yeah Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. Hi, I'm Christine. Christine, how are you? I'm pretty happy to be here. Good. Did you have a good Easter with um, the kids? Um, no, 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 no. Not a good Easter. Uh, he has not risen. He, he did not rise in my house. Uh, here's what happened. My in-laws always take care of Easter. They send a big box full of all the candy and from presents Germany. from Germany. Uh-huh. It was delayed in What's it called? Customs. Uh, customs. Thank you. And so I had to scurry and yeah. get a bunch of stuff really quickly together. Because so wait, for, first of all, two questions. Do they celebrate Easter in Germany? Yes. The same way we do? Yes. Nonsense? I, yes. Same yeah. nonsense. And second, so do the kids think the Easter Bunny, like when they were little or still, do they think the Easter Bunny is from Germany? German, or, I think, or do they know it comes from Germany? Or do I think they're... They know it's from their grandparents, but they're also enjoying suspending their disbelief. Great. Got it. So we basically just have to transfer all the goods into a couple baskets. That's all I have to do. Gotcha. And we do an egg hunt in our house. Okay, great. So we put stuff in little plastic eggs. You can't put it it. outside because of all the critters. We can't because, yes, the coyotes and the raccoons (laughs) and the the, birds. The eagles would swoop down. Yes. Hawks. It's all a problem. Right. So then I quickly ordered some stuff on Amazon because I'm the devil. And right. that was the fastest way I could get stuff within a couple well, of days. Well, you are 
Oh, I'm also homebound. I crutches. Can't, yeah, yeah I right. can't drive. Right. I'm on opioids. It's yeah. not going to happen. But I'm going to just what? It's an opioid Easter. It is an opioid. Oh. Opioid. Opioid. Yeah. It's a dope sick Easter. Yes. So, also the night before, my son became very sick. Right. With a fever. We were sure he had COVID. Yeah. And so I was up with him most of the night. It would be on brand for Benji to have COVID. It would be. Let's, let's face it. It's kind of weird that he hasn't had it yet. It's really strange that yeah. I was like, of course my right. entire family gets COVID when right. I'm on crutches and a leg brace and <laughs> taking <laughs> a, a lot of drugs. Um, so I let my husband take care of hiding the eggs and then I slept through Easter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All drugs. Yeah. Okay. So, but did the kids have fun? They loved it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't so bad. It was fine. And then didn't you say that Alex had a birthday party to go to on Easter? Yes. It's so weird. So then they went off and to this birthday party and Benji and I stayed home and we, okay. we hung out and it was nice. You know what we did? We laid in bed and we did New York Times kids crossword puzzles. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, you That's know, they, a lot of the New York Times have kids sections. I and should I, probably do that. One. I save those when they come. Aww. I still get a physical paper because, yeah. you know, because you you're the devil because <laughs> I'm the devil. And I save those up and then um, we'll do those together. How fun. So that was kind of nice. That's nice. How about how about your Passover? <sighs> Passover was very nice. We went to my cousin's. Um, we ate outside. It was varyingly freezing and bright sun in our face, but I still liked it. Uh, yeah, it was good. Did you good. did you do you dress up for this and do you no. get to wear something nice or is it super cash? Uh, it's cash and I just dress warm because okay. I knew we were going to be outside. So it, it's not that I don't look. I mean, I wore a nice sweater, but it's you know heavy sweater because it's. You didn't cool. get an opportunity to wear that fancy pink dress again. <laughs> I'm not wearing that fancy. I think I'm going to return it. Oh, man. I don't know if I talked about it last week. I was invited to a party where you had to wear pink, and I in my. Um, I don't know, little girl Disney head thought that it was like a big deal and I had to, had to be like a, all pink. It was a and, big deal. But not when I got there, it really wasn't. That's because people in California don't have any sense of like, you should dress up. Well, I, I don't I like mean, that. I'm not saying people weren't dressed up. It's just that they weren't in head to toe pink. And I, for some reason, thought it had to be like, I could have just worn a pink sweater and like black pants. Or boo. Boo. You say, right. So I bought a nice dress. Yes. I was freezing. Should. It was, it's fuchsia. It's a wrap dress. I don't have a torso. These always cause problems. It's flapping up and all night. Um, you know what? To people's delight. To people's delight. I was wearing a bra. I'm not, you know, I was wearing um, what I like to call a helper bra. All my bras are helper bras. So helpful that it should get medical and dental. <laughs> it's, it was working overtime. It put in its hours and stayed late at the office. This bra needs a promotion. Um, I mean, you know what? I'd say it would need a raise, but it already had that. Get your ass back on a stage and that is your closer. <laughs> are you ready? I am ready. Today, I'm going to talk about how to survive falls that can kill you. Okay, that's great. Um, This is not a fall from an airplane where someone's shooting you at the same time. I mean, we might. We might. Okay. We might get there. Oh, okay. I'm going to start with a story. Okay. I'm going to. There's going to be a lot of stories. We're mixing things up today. You know what? We're going to learn through other people's mistakes. Love it. I don't learn from my own, so I might as well learn from someone else's. Let's learn from someone else's. I'm going to start with the miraculous recovery of a 37-year-old window washer named Alcides Moreno. 
Okay. Who survived a 40. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh a window washer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 40. 47-story fall. Holy shit. Off the side of an apartment building. His brother, who was on the same window washing platform, was killed instantly. <gasps> How can you... Sur- Sorry. How can you survive and recover from such a fall? I You land on your brother. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not the answer. <laughs> okay. This is, okay. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the answers. This okay. is from Slate, by the way. First of all, <laughs> don't hit your head. Well wait, are we gonna understand how this happened? Did they fall off of the scaffolding? Did the f- scaffolding just crash? I'm gonna get you oh, all okay. those answers. All right, all right, all right. People who fall just a few stories and land on their head almost always die. Uh, <laughs> According to a study published in the journal Injury, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're just as likely they, to survive. They, they have the Partner Magazine insult. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she's on fire today. I don't know what you're, that was. I like it. You're just as likely to survive a five-story fall landing feet first as you are a one-story fall Head first. Okay, wait. You're as likely to survive a one-story fall head first as a ten-story fall, five-story, five-story fall feet first. Feet first. Okay, that makes sense. Although no one knows exactly how Moreno landed, it's clear he spared his skull. Okay. The other body part to avoid injuring in the fall is the pelvis. Oh, okay. Which I also saw somewhere else that it's one of the top, like there are the sort of five most painful things that can happen to you. Uh-huh. And that is in the top five is to break your pelvis. Huh. So just don't. It's a ring-like structure of three bones located at the base of the spine, in case you don't know. Yeah. The pelvis is surrounded by large nerves, blood vessels, and the digestive and reproductive organs. So an injury there can cause substantial bleeding, internal organ, internal organ damage, and ultimately death. According oh to an according to an analysis of the 200 patients in the New York City area, pelvic injury is second only to head injuries as a predictor of death in fall patients. Never would have thought of that in a million years. I I, I was surprised by that too. Yeah, I thought you were just going to say like you can't walk again or something, but you're saying it could cause death. Yeah. Okay. It's difficult to land in such a way as to avoid hurting both your head and your pelvis, yeah. though, because while landing headfirst almost surely spells death. Landing feet first sometimes causes pelvic injuries due to the force of impact transmitted up through the legs. All things considered, though, Danielle, feet first is the better way to go. Of course. If your fall is long enough, it's possible to right yourself to land feet first. This part... (laughs) Using the types of body motions used by athletes or acrobats to perform midair somersaults. Okay. So, you know. You're supposed to think of this as you're falling to your death. Yes. So just keep all this in mind. All right. As you're falling. All right. If you do manage to spare both head and pelvis, as Moreno did, breaking lots of other bones isn't necessarily life-threatening. Right. The total number of fractures doesn't strongly affect survival rates. Most will heal over time. Spinal injuries can cause permanent nerve damage and paralysis, <sighs> but they're generally not fatal. Right. So you can you can break all kinds of bones. So you could break one bone or 50 bones. That's not, I mean, obviously your recovery time will change, but it's not going to determine whether you live or not. Correct. Got it. Another tip for you. Yeah. It also helps if something slows down your fall. Right. For instance, Alan Maggi... 
sorry if I'm butchering that name, but I think he's dead now, survived a 20,000-foot fall from his plane during World War II and survived by landing on the glass roof of a French railroad station. What? 20,000 feet? Yeah. But what did the impact... Okay, so he lands on the glass, the glass breaks. And that... And that slows. I get get the slowing part. Yeah. Because it's friction or whatever. Yeah. And then... But still... He survived that. That's crazy. I can't even... It's mind-blowing. But at least he got to go to France. You know what? I mean... I was hoping he he enjoyed Paris. (laughs) He, I'm sure he did during the war. (laughs) Such a nice place to be. The severity of injuries is closely linked to the speed of impact, which explains why long falls are more dangerous than short ones. Right. Velocity correlates with fall distance. In 2002, a young man survived after falling from the 19th floor of an apartment building and hitting a tree on his way down. Jesus Christ. Although it's unlikely that Moreno, I'm going back to the window washer, hit something during his fall, it appears that he stayed within his window washing scaffolding the entire way down. Okay. So he's like, boom, 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 boom. So, because that's what I was going to say. He's like banging stuff. Right. So you're, I mean, window washers are strapped into those, to those scaffolding, generally. They're not just like freewheeling it. Right. So the entire structure fell and he was connected to the structure. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. The extra wind resistance provided by its Ah. large size may have slowed the descent and reduced the force of impact. Right. Some reports have suggested that Moreno's brother was thrown from the scaffolding during the fall. So (sighs) that made him fall faster. Oh, Jesus, God. Okay, so maybe they weren't strapped in or maybe broke. Yeah, it's they don't really know exactly. If you're unlucky enough to fall a long distance without anything like a parachute to slow you down, it's best to lie flat. I'm I'm doing it right now for some reason to increase your surface area in contact with the wind. But be sure to orient yourself feet first before landing. So you're supposed to be like in a Jesus pose. Yes. Or or with your feet out like a jumping jack pose. Yeah. Upright. So that you just break. Yeah. And then break break your legs. legs. And hopefully not your pelvis. Oh. Okay. Okay. You ready for another tip? 100%. This is going to really work out for you, Danielle. (laughs) Have no torso. (laughs) Yes. Already don't have a torso. (laughs) No. Be small. Okay. This is one situation where size really does matter. (laughs) Smaller people are going to fall slower, so that's going to give them a better chance at survival. Okay. Okay. The answer has to do with the two main forces acting on falling Acting on a falling person. Gravity. Right. And air resistance. While gravity pulls down on a skydiver's mass, air resistance pushes back. When these two forces equal each other out, you've got terminal velocity, the stable speed at which a skydiver falls. Okay. Right. So without any friction, the two objects would fall at the same time. But because one takes up more mass. Yes. um, Well, then I think you'd want to be... Bigger, no? Well, okay. Larger people accelerate longer before they attain a terminal velocity, so they hit the ground at a higher speed. Bigger people also have a larger surface area, which increases air resistance. Right. So I thought air resistance would mean go slower. But Elaine says it's not enough to compensate for the stronger downward force due to their Ah. larger mass. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. See how that worked out? I think so. I mean, I'm just going to assume that all made sense. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Here's another tip. Are you ready? Yes. Hit something soft. Okay. So if you see a big like pile of marshmallows, 
Aim for that. Go for the marshmallows. Okay. Go for the like big cotton ball forest. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like a mattress. Oh, if you can go into like a landfill, landfill? Yeah. Of mattresses? Yes. Do that. Do that. Aim for the landfill of mattresses. I think it's, I mean, we get why you would want to land on something softer. Yeah. It absorbs the, uh, it has give. It has give. And it would absorb the impact somewhat. Here's what they're calling a softer surface. A good thing to land on might be a tree. Right. You know, because it's, you're hitting the yeah. branches as you're going down, right? Yeah. Water could also be a good target. Yes. As long as you don't belly flop. Okay. Do, do not belly flop. That because? It'll kill you. Really? It could, yeah. Why? Yeah. Garen's shaking his head, nodding his head Garen. like he knows. Get on the mic, Garen. Get on the mic. It's, uh, it's like cement. If you land on water flat out, it's like landing on cement. It just obliterates huh. you. It explodes okay. you. That's why whenever you see stunts, they're always going in. They always end up like that at the yeah. end of the stunt because it pierces the water instead of. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, that sounded smart. You did. You sounded real. You sounded like an like we have an expert guest, and I appreciate that. Wow. You want to land like a pencil, yes, and go as deep as possible, which could increase which increases your stopping time, decreases your acceleration, but has its drawbacks. You want to know why? You want to know why? Yeah, I do know what I do want to know why. Do you? Okay. It tends to knock people out. Oh. So you survive, but then you might drown. Like a vault. Here are some other things that are good. Snow. Yeah. Power lines uh, and rooftops have caught survivors in the past. Okay. It might be a better option than water. So if you're like looking down huh. and you're like, okay. I love this trees, idea that you could decide where water, you're Water, right. power lines. Right. Uh, forest of marshmallows. <laughs> right. You know, you got to kind of. Feather factory. You have a lot of things to <laughs> right. decide between. But there was a woman in 2004. Uh, she was a South African skydiver and her parachute failed to open. She fell into power lines. Suffered only a fractured pelvis while also escaping electric electrocution. See, that's what I would be scared of. But I guess me too. Yeah. Okay. But I guess it helped her. Good for her. Here's another tip: be young. Oh. Youth helps. <laughs> okay. According to a study published in 1994, senior citizens account for about 14 percent of all falls, but half of all fall-related deaths. An 85-year-old is 100 times more likely to die from a fall than a five-year-old. Well, you're seeing a fall just like on the ground. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you just trip and fall or you're yes, old and your hip gives That's out. a different kind okay. of fall. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Here's your final tip. Yeah. Don't fall in the first place. <laughs> that's certainly true when it comes to falling out of airplanes. Although people do survive, your chances aren't very good. So it's better to avoid the situation entirely. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Don't, don't don't put yourself in. See, I thought this was going to be like how to survive fall. And it was going to be like get a get a, you know, a, a car um, sweater. Oh, cardigan. A cardigan. Oh, yeah, so get a, like the a, season of fall. Yeah, the fall. Like, you know, drink plenty of hot fluid. Oh, like cider. Yeah. Embrace huga. Yeah, huga. That was a, that's what you and uh, Jesse told me about. Right. Yes. That's the art of comfiness. Yes. Yeah. From, it was a, it was an answer on, I believe, Jeopardy the yeah. other day. It's and I was like H-Y-G-G-E. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's all like candles, good smelling things. Right. You know, hand knit yeah. sweaters. Well, I'm sorry that I'm disappointing you. You're not at all. Um, this is much more important. I could have figured out the cider thing on my own. Yeah. And, and we're not even close to fall. No. But you know what? Maybe in, spring. in like September, October, I could do that episode. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Does Ellie really have a fall you have to survive? It feels like 
Well, me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I do, but you always kind of need a sweater. I always need a sweater. And I get it. Most of us aren't going to fall from the side of a building or off the side of a cliff taking a selfie. Yeah. However, oh god. According to the WHO, falls are the second leading cause of unintentional injury deaths worldwide. Oh my god. Do you know that? No. Each year, an estimated 684,000 people die from falls globally, of which over 80% are in low- and middle-income countries. Mm. It's a lot of people. Adults older than 60 years of age suffer the greatest number of fatal falls. Okay. Not surprising. So, to that point, age is one of the key risk factors for falls. Older people have the highest risk of death or serious injury arising from a fall, and the risk increases with age. So, this little segment I'm going to talk about right now is probably, for most of our listeners, parents. Okay. I, I bet most of our listeners aren't over, like, 65. No, I'm guessing they're all younger than us. So Because I think everyone's younger than us, but maybe not. But also, more, I don't think most older people listen to podcasts. Oh, no, no, no. My, I mean, yeah, that's, like, it's an impossibility. But this is good for you to know, to let your parents know. Okay. Right? How we can help take care of our parents. Okay. Here's how you can keep your parents from falling okay. to their death. Right. This is what they need to do. Regular exercise to maintain strength, balance, endurance. Yes. To catch yourself to avoid falling. Get your eyes checked at least once a year. Get your hearing checked once mm. a year. Good. And consider a hearing aid. Consider a hearing aid. Have your doctor review your medications. So because medications can make you dizzy and increase your fall risk. Right. This is important. Parents talking to you. Not mine because they don't listen. They need hearing aids. Get rid of clutter. No books, papers, clothing, or pet toys left on the floor or furniture that partially obstructs oh. paths to the bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, or front door. Oh, my God. My parents are dead already. See? You got to tell it's them. It's If you're listening, Danielle's parents. Yeah, those fairies are going to come out and kill them. They're going to break those hips. And it's going to be a very uh, charming way to die, but nonetheless. Forget about it. Install railings on stairways and always use them and grab bars around the shower or tub and toilet. Don't you kind of want to have one of those things that zooms you up the stairs? Uh, my stairs? Yes. This last couple weeks? Oh, yes. You do, actually. Yeah. I have a lot of stairs to get up to my house. And That's with right. crutches and a leg brace, I was wishing for one of those zoomy chairs. Yeah. Those zoomy chairs are look fun. Uh, I don't live in a two-story house and never have, but... That just seems like fun. No, I know. I don't live in our house is all on one level. Right. Just but getting, getting there is all the stairs. Yes. OK. I'm almost through the safety tips. Floors, floor coverings, throw rugs are a big no, no. Yeah. Good lighting. Oh, this is really important because this is where a lot of people fall. Make an honest assessment of your footwear. Shoes should fit well and be comfortable and supportive. Last tip. This is important. Do not walk in silk. No, this is not the tip. <laughs> Do not walk in silk. Never walk around in socks around your house. Oh, okay. You, you need, need grippy socks. You need house shoes or grippy socks. Yeah, okay. you just get Pilates socks. All right. I'm going to tell a story. If you have no more questions about falls. I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well. Top of my head. Say off the top of your head. Do not land on your head. You'll die. You will definitely die. Even if it's just the first floor. If, if your house. Yeah. All right. I've got nothing more to say about that. Are you so ready yeah. for a crazy 
fall story yes. that is not about cider. Okay, yes, I am. Or car coats. Okay. Here we go. On the evening of January 26th, 1972, Bruno Honka heard screaming coming from a hillside just outside of his village in Czechoslovakia. Okay. As he went to investigate, he came across a grisly sight. Ooh. The wreckage of an airplane torn apart by an explosion. (gasps) Oh, my God. Though it seemed impossible that anyone could have survived such a crash, Honka soon realized that someone had. Amid the wreckage was a woman wearing a bloodstained turquoise flight attendant uniform (gasps) and no shoes. Her name was Vesna Volofik, and though she didn't know it yet, she had just survived an epic fall of 33,330 feet in what is one of the strangest world records, surviving the highest fall without a parachute. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Yes. Serbian-born Vesna Vulovic was 22 years old and had been a flight attendant for only eight months before the fatal oh, crash. God. She joined Jat Airways, Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia's largest airline. However, her dream almost didn't come true. With a history of low bread, blood pressure, this is important. This is what okay. I'm knew it was unlikely she'd pass the medical exam. So right before heading in, she drank several cups of coffee, hoping it would keep her <laughs> blood pressure high enough. It worked, and she was allowed into the flight attendant training program. Eight months into her career, she was told to join the crew at JAT Flight 367, or JAT, flying from Stockholm to Belgrade with a stopover in Copenhagen. Though she realized that JAT had confused her with another attendant named Vesna, uh, she agreed oh. to join anyway. Just 47 minutes into the flight, disaster struck. At 4.01 p.m., there was an explosion in the baggage compartment. <gasps> the aircraft broke apart in midair before falling 33,330 feet down to the ground in Srpska Kamenice, Czechoslovakia. Of the 28 passengers and crew, Vesna Volovic was the only survivor. <sighs> Fortunately, Bruno, the villager who discovered her, had been a medic during World War II oh my God. and was able to keep her alive until rescuers arrived. Arrived, But it was no easy feat. From the crash, Volovic had sustained two broken legs, oh, oh, three oh. broken vertebrae, a fractured pelvis, <gasps> broken ribs, and a fractured skull. Oh, my God. She spent several days in a coma recovering. Air safety investigators believe that Volovic's position within the aircraft at the time of the explosion helped her survive the fall. She was in the rear of the plane with a food cart when the fuselage broke apart. While many other passengers were sucked out of the plane after the explosion, Volovic became pinned by the cart. The small section (gasps) she was in fell to the ground on a heavily wooded snow-covered hillside. Volovic's doctors concurred with the air investigators and added their own conclusions. They claimed that the very thing that almost kept Volovic from being a flight attendant is what ultimately saved her life. Her physicians believed her low blood pressure kept her heart from bursting on impact (gasps) with the mountainside. The explosion was determined to be from a briefcase bomb planted by the Ustaza, if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Oh, my God. She oh here's here's a little bit more from the hour preceding the crash until almost a month afterward, Volovic had no idea what had happened. She remembered greeting passengers for the flight and then nothing until she saw her parents in the hospital room. Like lucky, yeah, she has no memory of any of it. The first thing she did upon waking was ask for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love her. Her recovery period was actually relatively short and incredibly successful, a fact she attributes to a childhood diet that includes chocolate, spinach, and fish oil. 
Oh, yeah, I like that diet. That sounds good to me. She remained an avid flyer and died in 2016 at the age of 66. Oh, that's kind of young. Yeah. Um, so the okay. So in other words, oftentimes when people fall, it their heart explodes. Well, with the impact. Yeah. It's not the fall. It's I the think impact. It in sounds this like. case, what killed them? It sounds like was the freezing air. Did I read that? Is that did you didn't read that just now? Maybe you read it before you were. I might have read that in another because I read a couple pieces about this yeah. case because it's in the Guinness Book of World I Records bet. that when people were sucked out of the plane, they froze. Oh my! In the cold, the, it was it was. That's that was what killed them. That's crazy! Wow. Yeah. Well, good for her and her low blood pressure, right? And then imagine being the guy who finds that wreckage and then he's a I wonder if he's the guy who landed on the roof in France. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is that guy. Like that happened all the time. And all the time. You know what? I think we should just go ahead and say that it was. It was that dude. Yeah. It was one hundred percent. And that he guy. was a medic, trained medic, and he in the war, and then he saved her. I know. I think he just changed his name because he didn't want all of the fame yeah, from the glass. The attention. He was yeah. tired of being like yeah. glass roof man. Right, right, right. That happens a lot where people are just like, I'm tired of all the accolades. I want to yeah. just move to this Czechos, that village. Yeah, in Czechoslovakia. In that place. Uh huh. The former Czech Republic. And <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. Wow. Thank you very much. And we will be right back with our guest, Chris Grace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive. I'm Christine. I'm Danielle. How's it going, Danielle? It's good. How are you? Never been better. Right? What if that were true? What if this is the best you've ever been and best will ever be? It, I mean, I don't. it might be. We don't know what's going to happen after I leave the show. <laughs> well, with your family's luck, it will all fall down an elevator shaft or something. That'd make a great episode, though. So, <laughs> Like uh, L.A. Law. Do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember that, Chris? Yes, I do. <laughs> the the LA characters died. Rox- Roxanne. Roxanne, yeah. She's I remember L.A. Law, but I don't remember somebody falling down an elevator shaft. Who yeah. was, which character? Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne, um, I don't remember the this. The woman with the short red hair, right? That's what that song is about. That's right. Garen, can you show me a picture of Roxanne from L.A. Law? Stat. She was an abrasive but cool, uh, yeah, interesting character right. that was very divisive, I think. And then they killed her off by shoving her down an elevator shaft. And uh, I think she just walked into it, right? No, she, she, the doors open and she was like, okay, see you later. Bye. And, she, and it, it wasn't there. It was so she, shocking. Wow. And like kind of, oh, yeah. No, no, that's not Roxanne. That's not Roxanne. But I remember her. Yes. I remember, this is what I remember. The that's the secretary. Admin assistant or something. Roxanne. Jimmy Smith. He was from 
Oh, maybe he's was he from Illinois? No. Okay. NYPD. Blue. Wait a second. I'm hold, hold on. My... Let's let's put a stop to this. Yes, I'm sorry. That was wrong. Jimmy Smith was in both LA Law and NYPD. Blue. He was. Okay, thank you. He was Victor Sefuentes on LA Law, and he was. Uh, it will come to me in a second. And uh, you're right. The Roxanne was the secretary, okay. not the abrasive. Yes. yes. Oh. What was her, her character's name? Rosalind. Rosalind. Well, they shouldn't have named characters Rosalind exactly. and Roxanne. That's ridiculous. Two different on the same show? Yes. No, you can't do that. Why would you even do that as a script writer? You know to name there them. There should only be one for each letter in the alphabet. Because, yeah, yes. every time you type in, they're both going to come up. Well, and back then, it was probably true. Probably oh. Oh, yeah. They had to use typewriters. They're probably using typewriters. <laughs> oh, that must have been hard to write scripts without final draft. Yeah. The Stephen Bochco, um, wasn't that the, oh, what's the one where they type at the end of the... The, yeah, the production company's thing is someone typing and then throwing I know, off a piece I of paper. Stephen J. Cannell. I can see you. Thank you. He throws That's it and it becomes the scene. Yes. yes. You're a genius. That's why we have Chris Grace on. We're so excited. <laughs> we were just talking about um, how to survive a fall, like from an airplane, and we're going to talk about another airplane catastrophe with Chris. But before we get into that, Chris, I want to explain that Chris Grace, you know him from not only from Superstore, but Pen15, were, I think you were a coach. I was a wrestling coach. A wrestling coach. Yep. Now, here's what is traumatic to me about this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not only is Pen15 a traumatic show, hysterical, but traumatic if you've ever been a teenage girl. Yeah. I Maybe say. a teenage boy finds it traumatic, mm. too. I don't know. Let's let's pull the uh, two. <laughs> Did you find it traumatic? Uh, no, but I found it hilarious. It's hilarious, too. <laughs> yeah. But it was filmed at my actual motherfucking junior high, Walter Reed. Really? Yes. So I don't know if your parts were, but there are certain establishing shots that were at Walter Reed. And you were just able to recognize that, or was? Uh Oh wow! Uh I think my part was filmed at the actual gym of the high school where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was doubling. Yeah. Middle school. Anyway. Um, yes. I recognized it and someone else had caught it and said it on Facebook. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Walter Reed. Well, this has just become the most painful experience in my life. But, I wonder, uh, who's Walter Reed? Because he's got he's got that hospital. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got, think he was he's a, in some songs. Doctor or something. Yeah. Um, you grew up here, so yes. people that didn't grow up here, we've all seen these high schools in TV shows and movies that it's like, what is this high school where like people walk outside, sometimes yes. the lockers oh, are outside. Yes. They don't have look that. so different. Yeah, yes. and then you get here and it's like, oh, that's why they all look like this, because LA high schools are this like weird, good weather experience. Yes. Oh, know? so if you're in a cold climate, everything's inside? Yes, it's much different. We had like those radiators inside of the, in my, my school... Had, it was like a big brick building with all these levels, and there were radiators in the room that steam would come out of. I really? Mean, it was very okay. different from a California school. Fact, Where did you grow up, Chris? In Texas. So it was a big building with a bunch of air conditioning. Oh, uh, yeah, there, yeah. There was no like outside promenade the way, you know... That like in um, what's the Emma Stone movie? It's like the A list, Easy A, Easy A. Like yes. I remember watching that movie. I was like, oh, everyone's just walking around outside. Yes. Between classes oh yeah, and looks so fun. Like Greece, like the yes, <laughs> like, yes. Which is Venice High School, which my son applied to. So yeah, that all. And my grade school was um, the establishing shot for the. Brady Bunch grade school. So wild. So yeah. probably every school in every this school area has to, been yes, in something. Absolutely. 100%. I, I'm excited to be here because I, I love the show. You. I listen to the show. And this is the best podcast that's recorded in this studio. Oh. <laughs> 
Disgrace is bringing shame. I'm just trying to get you get people riled up. I love up. it. I love the Reddit, it. the Reddit that I don't ever go to because I did once oh. and I'll never go back is gonna go nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have your ass. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. We're so excited to have you here. I'm good. I, I I'm I'm COVID tested. I was saying I got nervous, even to have no reason to be nervous, and yeah. I'm just out and about. Um, I'm actually going, speaking of airplanes, I'm going to London in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. And luckily, the COVID spike there is dropping. Because oh, I was good. like, because you, do you, I don't know if you ever make plans to go somewhere and then you see the numbers like start to go up, peaking exactly like the time that you're yes. going to be there. I, it's I going back down. Literally have not traveled since before COVID. Oh. I've not been on an airplane. I haven't gone anywhere. So I, I haven't done that, but obviously I know lots of people have canceled things or postponed or you don't know. Yeah. Are you going for work? No, I'm going for my birthday. <gasps> uh, Fun. And uh, there's a play by a company that I want to see. So I was like, I'm going to treat myself and go to London. And I booked this like, you know, at some point where I was like, it's all, it'll all be right. over by then. <laughs> Right. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be okay. What That's is the exciting? Play? Uh, it's a play by a company called Punch Drunk. They did a show in New York called Sleep No More, which is an immersive okay. Macbeth slash Rebecca Hitchcock mo- uh, play where you walk around with a mask and everything. It's like five floors of a building. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's great. And this is their new show. It's called The Burnt City. It's about Greek mythology. So they, they take over an entire building. And huh. you walk around, and their shows are insane. That so. sounds really cool. So it's, yeah, it's like like one of those mystery theaters, but or like Tina, uh, Tony and Tina's wedding, but like um, not lame. It's more. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, I forgot to mention. I, I see only extremely lame theater. Oh, okay. Oh. You should get on a flight for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's uh, more. A lot of it's more like dance pieces, theatrical, and but they're just happening. And like two characters, will, like in the Sleep No More, like Macbeth and Lady Macbeth will be in a room. She's giving him a bath. They do a little dance piece, and then they go run off in two different directions. Oh, and, and you, you get to decide, decide who to follow. How fun! Yeah, it's wow, great. it's like choose your own adventure. Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. I am currently reading Rebecca. Oh, <gasps> and it's I, one of my favorite I, books. Oh, really? Oh, really? Is it? I love it. Oh, if you go to New York, you should go to Sleep No More because it's half Macbeth and half the story from Rebecca. So, and no, it's kind of mixed together. I may have seen the movie a million years ago, but I don't remember. So don't tell me anything because I honestly don't remember what happens. It's but, different anyway. Oh, okay. But I am on. I love it. I love it so much. I'm and, really, well, really enjoying it. Not to spoil, but in Rebecca, Rebecca's trying to get these five uh, gems that control the universe. <laughs> and then does she freeze time and take half yeah, of the people? she gets rid of half of the people in the yeah. world. So, I mean... That is different. That's yeah. different than the book so far. A I different. mean, maybe that happens. So, Chris. Yes. What is your story? I'm intrigued. Well, I have a story about a time that I was supposed to go on a corporate job. Okay, um, so what was your job? So, the job was I was supposed to go do musical improv um, for... Delta Airlines. Okay. Now, this sounds amazing already. I I was going to say, it already sounds (laughs) like kind of a nightmare in the making. Yeah. So, this was Christmas time. I think this was 2019 or 18. Um, Christmas time, you know, they have a lot of people traveling, a lot of like uh, potential tension when the airports get really crowded. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, their idea was to get me and some of my improviser friends um, through a group I am in called Baby Wants Candy. um, And we were going to get ugly Christmas sweaters okay. and go to the Denver airport and at the gates improvise <gasps> Christmas carols for the people waiting. Wait okay. a second. Wait a second. 
<laughs> so what? Okay, I'm picturing the scene. So You're, we walk up in blue and white, ugly Christmas sweaters. So that why blue and white? Is that, to is make that it Delta? Yes, yeah, interdenominational. <laughs> yeah, to make it look like uh, it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> so everyone can enjoy. No, they were like designed to be like Delta colors. I oh, guess, or okay. Um, so they 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 know like, hey, we're with the airline. We're not just. I guess so that that okay. part actually wasn't super clear. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, it was just five people ran. I mean, I'm sure some people thought it was just a flash mob, um, right? But it was five of us walking up to a gate and being like, "Hey, we're here to cheer you up a little bit on your way home to see your families." Oh. <laughs> so tensions are super high at the airport yes. around Already. Christmas. I mean, the busiest time. And do you want to see no poorly rehearsed <laughs> improv? <laughs> no, because it's not like it's not like our group. We do musical improv, but like. Like, it's not like we do this specific thing very much, which is like, and so this is what it looks like. This is like, okay, we're going to sing uh, Deck the Halls, uh-huh. but first I'm going to be like, Christine, where are you going? Uh, oh, no. Where, where, what town are you going to? You know, like uh, Wichita Falls, and who are you going to see? My aunt, all right. And then, She's dying. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would be like... Uh, Christine's going home to see someone who's dying. Fa la 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 la. We really hope her doctor's not lying. Fa la 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 la. And then we, some of it was like regular choruses and stuff. But it was like that. We would like walk up to a gate and sort of for. I mean, who doesn't like improv forced on them? I mean, oh no. Okay, so as a performer. Is this, are you, are the five of you, five of you, right? Yeah. Are the five of you like looking at each other like, this is hell or this will be fun or what's your sort of attitude before going in? Well, it was like, um, we don't have any idea how it's going to go. So it was kind of interesting because it was just so different as a gig. Okay. Um, it was fun to just fly somewhere mm-hmm. and be put in a hotel, you know, yeah. and it paid pretty well because it was a big corporation. Yeah. Uh, but it was also one of those things where, like, they didn't really know what they wanted either. Oh, boy. I mean, imagine the the people coming up with it, whatever ad agency or... Uh, oh, the other thing was that they were filming these to go viral. <laughs> oh, <laughs> In fact, no. I'm pretty sure if you go back on Delta's, like, Instagram to that Christmas, you can see some of these... Uh, songs and like little snippets of them, but they really want it. I mean, is also when a big company wants to go viral, yes. and they're like, "This is really gonna people are gonna share this," and you're like, "They're probably it never not. intentionally right. viral segments." Right? Yeah. It's really. So tricky, it yeah. was that we have no idea how it's gonna go. So okay. that's kind of interesting. But then also there were elements of like. Um, they weren't received that bad. I mean, some people really <laughs> enjoyed it, but then also we do it, get kind of a tepid response, and then go be put in a holding room (laughs) to wait for the next one. And then while we were waiting in the holding room, we'd just be like, "Eh." it was, you know, just a break room sitting around. And I'd be like, well, does anyone want to play Jackbox on the iPad? (laughs) Like for 45 minutes. So it was a whole day of just so not understanding what was happening or expectations. So it was interesting in that way. So you'd be at one gate and then just wait for the next flight or you'd go from gate to gate. We would go from gate to gate and from terminal to terminal, which is important in the story. Okay. Uh, later. Okay. So that's the gig I was going Gotcha. On. Oh, by the way, I mean, I didn't know any of that really going in because it was one of those things where, like, just go to the airport. <laughs> and it wasn't like we've got this master plan we're going to tell you. It was kind of like we get there and they're like, okay, so what we're thinking is, what if we go to the, like, they're kind of oh. the, coming up with it. Oh, no. And saying, you guys will figure it out. And having, and it, I don't know if you've been in the situation, but as the performer, they're saying kind of what they want and you're trying to kind of manage them 
to be like, okay, but maybe we don't do that. Right. Like, yes. cause you're like, mm-hmm. I don't think this will work necessarily. Right. Yes. Um, so th- there is all that element of uncertainty to it. Okay. <clears throat> so the, the twist in all this uh. is that, um, this is like a two day thing. So we go to Denver, we do some of it, we stay in a hotel and then the next day we do some and then we fly home. Okay. So, um, the twist is I go to the airport at LAX and at LAX, I'm in the security line, and I just have a carry-on bag. I don't need a lot of stuff, and I realize I don't have my passport, And because I, I tend to bring a passport okay. for flying, right? Uh, which is fine, because I have my license. Yeah. I look in my wallet. My driver's license is not in <gasps> my wallet. No. So I don't have any ID. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm in security, getting up to the front for them to like check, you know. <sighs> what? And you're just like panic. I'm panicked because it's not only do I have not have a way to get onto the flight, but I also don't have. It's also like a one day gig, so it's not like a. It's not like I have a, a buffer of like let me go home. Like right. we're doing stuff that day, right? Yes. Um, I, it's not like a gig where I could be like oh, I'll catch a later flight and right, you know, yeah, whatever. So I've learned a lot about this process through going through this, which uh-huh. is that you can fly without an ID uh, at the airport. Okay. Um, so this was complicated, but like I got through it, which is you get to the front and you tell them like, I forgot my ID and uh-huh. the security guard's like, okay, well, we've got this process for doing it. And the way that you fly when you don't have an ID is you have to get on the phone and do a pretty complicated, like, you, you know, when you uh, apply for credit and they're like, um, which of these streets have you never grown up on? Okay. Um, uh, w- oh, which just to is, test who you are? W- which of these yes. addresses? Not, yeah. So I yes. had to answer like four or five of these. Of You know, what high school did you not go to or something like that? Uh, yes. Um, but it took a while. I had to be like separated out from the line. Um, so my friends who went in, you know, they get through security. And it took me probably 45 minutes. Okay. But then I'm allowed to fly. So I get from L.A. to Denver arrive at the airport in Denver where we immediately like do some of the gig because uh-huh. we're in the Denver airport and I'm already behind security when we land. Okay. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Then I find out, which I didn't know, that the next day we're doing more, like we're going to the hotel, which means we're leaving security. When you say leaving security, what do you mean? Wait, wait, so when I land in Denver... We're doing gigs inside the terminal, so I haven't passed out of security yet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which is fine. So we do all the gigs, do some gigs there. And then we're going, we're leaving the airport, going to a hotel right next to the airport. Uh The next day, we're going to have to go back through security to get to the the gig. And the next day, the gigs are like at one terminal, and then they're at another terminal, and then they're somewhere else. And they're like, well, we'll just go, we'll we'll have to go through security a couple times for each of the gates. Oh, okay. So I don't have ID at all, and it's right. taking me 45 minutes every single time. And also, I'm thinking they you, might not look kindly on this guy being like, can you ask me those questions again every right, time? Right. Um, oh, and no. I also, sometimes when this kind of stuff happens to me, like I tend to like not tell anybody. Cause, like I'll be like, I got through it. I'll be fine. And now I'm realizing like, I'm going to have to tell somebody because... You, what do you mean you didn't tell anybody in your group? The, they knew, like the other the improvised, but people. I didn't tell anyone like official. Oh, where they happened. could have helped you to get through it easier. Or just like, but I also didn't want them to be mad at me. That, oh. like, you know. So they know like if you're showing up late and stuff. Right. And so yeah. every time is it, 
where did you not go to high school? Where did you not live? Or is it a different question? Well, so I didn't even entertain this possibility because I didn't want to. Um, we were kind of like running around all the time. Right. So I, I just didn't think it was feasible to like go through this process every single time. So I just jumped security. No. <laughs> <laughs> just a guy in a Christmas I mean, sweater. I just stole someone's passport. And yeah, sure. Improv. Um, yeah. Uh, so I did tell uh, my friend Al, who booked the gig, who was with us, uh, he, he was sort of the liaison between us and Delta. Okay. I was like, I don't have my ID. Um, once I found this out, I landed in Denver. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize tomorrow we're going to have to like move from one zone to another. Yeah, right. Um, so I told him, like, I don't have my passport. And first he's like, well, how did you even get here? <laughs> like, right? like, how did you show up on a plane without an ID of any kind? So he was like, um, well, it's possible that we could have your... Uh, ID from home, like shipped to you somehow in a day. In a day, okay. Um, because of course, the, I'm sorry. The first thing I did think of was like maybe I call my husband who's in LA and he can do something. Yeah, it's like a picture and Some, text it or something. Right. Yeah. Um, he is on a gig shooting something until like 8 p.m. that day oh. and can't leave. <laughs> so there's nowhere in the house, and I have a sense of like where the passport might be. And then my friend Al was like, well, there's these weird ways that you can actually get something couriered to you on the same day. Okay. And it's like you have to bring it to the airport and someone, like, it goes, like, with a, an airline. And okay. And it gets dropped off. Oh, all right. They're making this trip anyway. And they're, like, super expensive. I mean, I, it's probably, like, $80 or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Which is what you were making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I lost $100 doing this now. <laughs> um so, but also, I don't have any way to get in the house. Yeah. Right. So, I call my friends Rob and Meredith, who uh, live sort of close to us, and I'm like, okay, can you do a couple things? <laughs> I mean, like, and also, I mean, I have no idea if they're free or anything. Right. I'm just sort but I mean, here's the things I, I, I'm about to ask them to do, which is, <laughs> can you go in my house, find my passport? Can you take this to one of two courier places and ask them if they can courier this to the Denver airport, like today, Yeah. to arrive by like 9 p.m. or something like that? Um, so I basically assigned them this like gigantic logistical right. errand. Yeah. Here's a really unfun like scavenger hunt. That you have no, like, I mean, they might just be like, I don't know, we're going to, to the beach today. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, also... It means getting them into our house, which I don't, I mean, they might have visited once or twice, but like, um, you know, there's a difference between your house when you have friends over and your house, the uh, state that your house is in when yes. like, no you're one's just, coming. Yeah. So like just any random day, I just show up at your house. Like it might not look the way right. it mm-hmm. does when your mm-hmm. friends come over. But how are you going to get in any, how are they going to get in any? Well, I have a key uh, in a like lockbox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was the easiest part of it. Okay. <laughs> so I called. So they're like, okay, we'll try. I mean, also, they've never done that. I've never done this before. I've never right. gone to like a courier place and been like, can you get this to, across the country in three hours or whatever? Um, so I, I, basically, you, I had to give it to somebody who I knew could kind of like, I knew they would have to figure out like four or five steps yes. without me. Right. Um, right. So. We, we all have certain friends who are like, no, no problem. And other yeah. friends who are like, yes. oh, God, oh, God. This you is have gonna... some friends that would like, you tell them to go do this. And they'd be like, where's the lock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like, wait, how do I put the numbers in? And you're just like on the phone with them for the f- 
steps one and one A, and right. you're like, this is not going to work. Right. Uh, but they're very resilient in that sense. So they they go to my house. They get the the passport is on my computer desk because I had set it out <laughs> to take. But with where was your license? In the passport. Because I had taken it out to be like, let me make sure all my ID is right here. But why would you take your license out of your wallet? I mean, if I could answer that question, okay. I would be. I would be. You're like, uh, I'm just gonna bookmark my passport with my <laughs> license. Well, the thing is, I was reading my passport and I was like, I don't want to lose my place. Uh, right, let me put exactly. This, let me put this driver's license in here. I mean, what could be something convenient? Oh, I've got this card. Yeah. Why would you Perfect need to bookmark. bring your passport? Are you not? Were you not born in America? Uh, no. It's just that I. This is a very irrational thing, but I always feel like I'm fancy bringing my passport. I'm always like, I've got a passport. Why not use it oh to fly? Oh my god, with that is hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be those people that just uses my license. I mean, like I'm not oh my basic. God. <laughs> That's, it is so basic. It's so basic. Well, pretty I mean, soon you're gonna have to with real ID if you yeah, don't have a real ID. I'm future proofing myself. You are. You know? You're you're of the future. Like I'm a continental person. I yes. go to Europe. You know, I'm going to Europe soon. I'm mm-hmm. using my passport. Yeah. So you just want to. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, why am I going to show my light? Why don't I just yeah. show my Coles cash card? <laughs> you're going to stick your when you go to England. You're going to stick <laughs> your passport in your birth certificate, <laughs> right? And then leave that under the couch, right? I would have put my plane ticket in my Bible. Right. <laughs> 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 and just be completely okay. stuck. Um, okay. So, so you you call upon these good friends, responsible these an- L.A. angels, and yeah. they find the. Uh, passport <laughs> and the driver. I think they sent me both, and they figured it out. How they went to some like messenger courier place, you know, paid the ninety dollars or whatever it right. was, and so then I actually ble- I think they actually couriered it to my hotel. So we did the day's gigs, and then when I got back to the hotel on the first day, I believe I had a package waiting for me at like, t- at like ten thirty at night. Amazing. Which was my passport. For the next day. For the next day. And then the next day, I was able to like go through security like multiple times. Um, I mean, you're just showing it to anyone because you're so excited. I mean, mean, yeah, I showed it at the McDonald's drive thru. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You do that anyway, right? I mean, I do that anyway because, you know, just to let them know that I go to Europe a lot. (laughs) I show them, I go through all the stamps. They're like, sir, I'm on a microphone. I can't see what you're showing me. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just take my word for it. And I would like 12 McNuggets. Yes. Like they do in Bulgaria, where I've been. If you could see my passport, you know. Exactly. So so then the rest of the gig went, you know, (laughs) however. Then it was still such a weird gig on top of that. But the amount of, like, stress I had in, like, this very compact amount of time. And these, like, weird solutions that I never would have thought are a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. It's crazy that you can fly without a. I mean, it's good to know. It's really yeah. good to know, but it's almost bizarre that you're allowed to do that. Yeah, because, I mean, you could hack someone's credit. Yes. So you could have access to a lot of the same questions and answers yeah, that I answered. Yeah, it seems like the least sure way to verify someone's identity. But. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people, if they forgot their ID, they just be like, well, I'm not flying. Yeah. I'm going to go cancel. home. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume you couldn't do that. Yeah. I'm going to go home, get it. I'll be late or I'm just, right. we're not doing this. And right. it was just because of the circumstances. 
I would not normally be a person that's like, you know what? I don't have my idea. I'm going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up. You know what? I mean, things are going to work out for me in this, you know. Oh, I would never imagine assume that anything person. was going to work out in that situation. I would probably imagine just the be confidence. Tears. I know. I mean, I have that confidence now. Of course. Now yeah. everything works out for me, which is great. Oh, that, um, I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you fly in the sweaters? No, uh, we received okay. them. Uh, I uh, still have the sweater, though. Of course. Because it's a lovely sweater and actually a decent sweater for ugly Christmas sweater parties, which are, I don't know if are ever happening again. <laughs> right. But then you have to meet up with your other four friends to... To yes. make the sweater work. Yes, I'll see if I, I want to find this Instagram link with the viral video, the theoretical. Oh yes, you know, we Delta. Need it. We need it for this episode. I think has you know they probably have like millions of Instagram followers, and I remember like seeing like, oh, this has been liked seventy eight times. <laughs> 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 wow, this viral effort's really going strong. Oh my god! <laughs> and what was the reaction from the people? The, the 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 captured audience, um, captive audience. I I, I would say seventy percent indifference. No, um, <laughs> I mean I, I think you would be indifferent. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we weren't mic'd. That was the other thing, which is kind of good cause for the customer experience, because that would probably be even more obnoxious. But worse for like it going well, <laughs> you know, like, right. like worse for people understanding the, the hilarious yeah. lyrics yeah, right. or, you know, so if you want to like pan to like delighted Delta customers, oh. but they can't understand what you're saying, that's probably not so great. Uh, so I, a lot of indifference, uh, a couple of, you know, people that were like, oh, I mean, of course there are some people like, oh, Christmas carols. Oh, delightful. Yeah, they probably thought it was just Christmas carols. Yeah. I right. mean, people like Christmas carols. Yeah. I think for some people... Um, there's apprehension when just, I, I mean, I always feel, have apprehension when just people perform at me all of a sudden. Oh, yes. well, I hate being performed at. I do um, too. It's awful. If I'm not going intentionally to see it and then it just happens at me. No. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I was doing open mics and I got to the address and realized it was a Starbucks <gasps> and I walked in and it was just a mic set up between people like working on like their <sighs> master's degree homework and two people just having coffee. And I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> Did I am, you do that mic? No. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I I can't. That's that's no. a bridge too far. That was crazy. I just can't get over. I mean, I've done some bad gigs, but oh my god, just singing, but trying to be funny, but not mic'd in front of travelers in goofy sweaters, yeah. and then you're walking through the airport with your goofy sweaters on. I I'm, I also love that you found that that's the part that's stressful of this trip. It is. <laughs> that's the part that's stressful. No, not having your license is terribly stressful. Yes. Like if I open my wallet, this has happened a few times where I open my wallet and I'm like, what did I do with my credit card? Because oh, I keep yes. everything in my wallet, but occasionally like there's a restaurant near me, I'll walk to it and then I don't want to take my whole purse. So I'll just take out my credit card and it's like. All right, which of the 500 coats I have is it in? Mm -hmm. Where one, one habit I do a lot is if I go through a drive through I'll put either the credit card I used or the wallet into the arm. Arm rest. Yeah. And then the next day, my husband will go to some appointment. He'll be like, uh, your wallet's been in the car for two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and, I, it's just, and it's a pattern that I do enough to be like, I should know yeah. even to look there if I don't know where my wallet is. And yeah. I'm still stumped every time. I know. Well, you know what's so helpful, though, is that now people know if they do go to the airport yes. without their ID. No, it's such a good... They don't have to just be like, get out of line and go, well, I'm going home. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love this. It's good. I, to, it's, I think it's actually really helpful to know. And 
they should at this point they should just ask you which podcasts you haven't been on because that might be a better way to identify someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which which Marvel Universe podcast? Yes. Have you not been right. on? Right. So are we going to see you in the, let's get you in the Marvel Universe. I would love to. Yeah. You know, my career idol yes? is Benedict Wong, who is... Uh, not B.D. Wong. Uh, I love B.D. Wong, too. Okay, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I know who Benedict Wong is. He is Wong in Doctor Strange. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Um, and he has had an incredible career, and it came from, like, comedy. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, he, like, I know that Oliver watches Peter Serafinowicz, the Serafinowicz yes. show. Yes. He shows up on that show a You're lot. You're kidding. Yeah. Is he British? He's British. Oh, okay. Actually, some of those old British shows are hilarious, because you'll see him, and now he's got a great career. Yeah. Tomorrow. But also, like, Olivia Coleman. Yes, we'll so see her skit. some random sitcom or something. Yeah. yeah, and then she's like this incredible dramatic yeah. actress. Uh, but yeah, so I'd love to do all of Benedict Wong's parts. Okay, uh, maybe well, he'll just like him. let me. Yeah, let yeah. me have them. I mean, I you know, I was telling you before we recorded that someone at one point mis- mistook me for Ken Jeong. <laughs> right. So just because you're Asian. Just because I'm right. Asian, um, and I'm also uh, Ali Wong's uh, ex. husband. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, I feel like I can just go to any set and just be yes. like, "Yeah, I just, I'm the one you oh, cast." That's that's make yes. the racist Asian thing work for you. Just go in and yeah. and, and then just insist you're that person, yeah. and then if they. Make yeah, them and then make them you. the asshole. Yeah, and then if I, if they don't believe me, I'll say I don't have my ID. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that'll work. <laughs> yeah. Answer some questions. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, we can't thank you enough, Chris, for being thank on. Thank you so much for this being here. This was great. Is there anything we look? Wait, we know what shows to look for you on. Is there any like social media or anything we want you to you want to plug? Or? Oh, uh, I did just launch a podcast. Oh yes, uh, with my friend Missy Pyle. Oh, who, okay, uh, yes. I went to college with. Oh my yes. god. So we are both working actors. She's a lot more successful than I am. But we started a podcast called Freelance Pretend, and it's about being trying to be an actor oh that's great i love it a lot of it's about like um you know missy's been super successful yes and lately i've been relatively successful but people like people think i'm a millionaire (laughs) you know i know you don't right they have i mean mean, you grew up with this but like they have these conceptions about what it's like to be an actor so yeah uh, and we're talking to actors and talking about like when you know stuff didn't like we've both been like fired from things or uh-huh. cut out of things, sure. and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So it's uh, about that kind of. Oh, thing. that's a lot of great! Stories. Yeah, it's called freelance pretend. Great! Oh, that's fantastic. She's a tall blonde lady. Yes, she's a character actor like you are. She was in Galaxy Quest and Dodgeball. Yeah, she she works. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Right, right, oh, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah she's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, how fantastic! Yeah. Okay, we will listen to that. And uh, thank you so much. That story was. Crazy, so stressful <laughs> so on many so turns. many levels. I'm stressed for every person involved. <laughs> I want to see a picture of you in the sweater. We gotta, we, we gotta have add to a send link that to us. To, yeah, to the. Oh, we'll have to add a link to the um, show notes for sure. Yeah, to the uh, vi- to the viral, the quote unquote viral video. Yeah, you add to the virality of these videos. <laughs> yes. Years gonna, later, they just suddenly blow up. Why is this suddenly? <laughs> We're gonna have to bring those guys back. <laughs> oh my god! And we will be right back with. What we've learned today. So let's learn what we learned today. I am ready. Give benefits to your helper bras. (laughs) (laughs) Don't land on your head or your pelvis. Both are deadly. If you can hit something on the way down, your survival rate increases. Be small. Small equals slow. Be young. Hija. Hoja Huga. Huga is a Danish and Norwegian word for a mood of coziness and comfortable conviviality uh. with feelings of wellness and contentment. 
I think our podcast has huga. I think we do. <laughs> Karen's nodding his head. Do not walk in silk or socks or silk socks. No, those are out of style. Walter Reed was a U.S. Army physician and medical researcher that confirmed the theory that yellow fever was transmitted by mosquitoes. Thank you, Walter. Oscar Isaac is handsome no matter what version of him it is. I'll take any Oscar anytime. No kidding. Man. Hey, go to podhowtosurvive.com and check out our merch. There's a link on our website. You just click it. Click it and ticket. Click it and ticket. You're not ticketing anything, but you will see what we have. See what we have. And, and we you have know, lots of fun. I stuff. just got a t-shirt from my mom and my aunt yes. coming to visit. And I got them um two red ones, men's, because they uh-huh. like men's style. Okay. And they're very soft. Oh good. So just confirming the will, red. Will your mom have any idea what the shirt refers to? I don't know. <laughs> I think she knows I have a podcast. Okay. And I I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. She might just be like Cool. Yeah. I like T-shirts. Yeah. Um, and she'll wear it and people will ask her about it. And hopefully she'll at least tell them. Yeah. What it is. And. Yes. As always, go to our social media. Go yes. to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. It's all at Pod How to Survive. Thank you for your letters. I promise we're going to get to all of them eventually. Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes we just, you know, we chat and chat and chat. Our episodes are so long. We want to keep them nice and small Mm -hmm. so that when they fall, when when they're dropped. They don't die. They don't die. When that episode drops because it's small, (laughs) it has a better chance of survival. Say it one more time. When that episode drops because the episode is small, it'll have a better chance of survival. Boom. Boom. And And as as always, always, remain remain calm. calm.